football i sure hope i've chosen the right inputs and outputs for my microphone and my speakers Matt Higgins, we have a backup we have a backup system in place it will be fine just a little what, this was... peek behind the curtain here on throw the flag sports uh matt how are you doing i'm so mad at everything We're, yeah you know i'm all right i just got back from a trip back home to the north alabama area what were you doing in nashville I, well, Shawnee, funny as you should ask. I went to Nashville with the hopes of getting a tattoo, mm. um, but they never emailed me back. So I just went to hang out with some family members oh, while I was there. And of course, I know that Nashville is not in North Alabama. You were in uh, Northwest Alabama for a very auspicious. Um, wait, how are you? At, how are you at a high school reunion? What year is that? Twenty three. Twenty three. Do they do one every year? We, no, we just yeah, you know it's been a it's been a hard year. Hard couple years for the class. Oh, they probably got a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, uh, and so we're like, you know what? Why don't we? Why don't we just get together? We all, most of the people live there or in striking distance. Let's just roll in here. Yeah. and do it. Um, we were all very, very drunk by nine thirty. <laughs> we were a problem. Um, so much of a problem that the the hotel bar that we were at called one of us two days later just to make sure that that one guy got home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We realized, oh yeah, we're not like other classes. <laughs> we are not really. We, you know, that portion of the night where it's you're getting back together with in a high school reunion situation. Everybody's talking about their kids, or you know, I'm doing this. No, we skip we skip past all that and immediately revert back to being 17 years old yeah. in a field somewhere, and we get right down to business. Um, it, it was it was wonderful. What I'm trying to say is it was wonderful. That's great, man. That's really great. <laughs> I um, for some reason I always kind of had it in my head that. I don't know. I mean, if, if for new listeners and for those who don't know Hankins, by hook or crook, he has positioned himself as a, a quiet leader who will look down on you if you deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I just, Absolutely. I always had it in my head that um, you, that, that the, your high, very small graduating high school class mm-hmm. um, would be no different and that there would be a high... Um, per, a high number of per, uh, the high percentage of that group would be people that you would not be around. So I'm glad you had such a good time. Oh no, no, no 99's a gang. Like that was the magic of our class. Was it didn't matter. We were just a gang. Yeah. Um, everybody knew everybody. Everybody hung out with everybody. We crossed all the barriers. There's just all the barriers were crossed. Did people in the class of 99? Did people know about your super sexy? She's all that weight loss. Was there a she's they, all that moment? There was a she's all that moment where, uh, in fact, it happened immediately. Um, I'm walking up the stairs and I see someone get out of their car at the hotel with a beer in their hand. Yeah. And I said, I'm pretty sure that's person X because that looks like person X and person X would definitely be doing that behavior. Um, And person X, I see him look at me as I'm coming up the stairs and I see him look again and they look a third time and he finally says, is that Matt Hankins? And I said, yes, it is. Ah, man, you are a man, you're in shape. <laughs> and then, and then, and then there Hankins goes. <laughs> and 
and then it got real sideways after that. Real, real fast. Sure. Real, real fast. Man, that's great. Well, I'm glad that uh, the stars aligned for you. Um, sounds a lot better than my uh, pre-party reunion that I went to. <clears throears> Ooh. Well, there's just too many of y'all. That's the problem with your big school kids. My freshman, like, cl- freshman class, I believe, a couple listeners can uh, correct me, but I believe freshman class was like 2,000 people. Oh, no, no, not, no. No, not freshman class. That would probably be the whole school. But whole school, yeah, about 2,200 people. Too many people. Yeah. Too many cooks. Yeah. I think, I think we graduated with 60. Okay. So, you know, we only need 30 people to show up and we're halfway home. So. And... I don't know how to verify this, but I guarantee you single digits uh, male people of color who are not on a sports team. That feels right. That feels right. <clears throat> well, today. Keep them separated, Huntsville. <laughs> <laughs> or don't, like the DOJ <laughs> wants us to not. <laughs> oh, God. This racism is killing me inside. Um,. So today, we are we are so close. It does not feel like it because I uh, hate my fucking life. But I football got is so a close. Real, real. I, I started to get the. As we get to this portion of the season, every year I become irrationally excited about something. Yeah. That is not deserving the excitement. This year, Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. Yeah, man. Why? That, Why? When I found out. Who the coach of the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors was today? I was like, oh no, I'm all in on Hawaii. Um, when Timmy Chang leads the Rainbow Man. Warriors out on the field to take on the commies, come. So on. I think he was he was quarterback when Shula and the gang went over there, I believe, for our de facto bowl game God. because we were banned from bowl games. So <clears throat> I forget if we talked about this on the air, but the former coach. Was Todd Graham. That's right. The one that everybody hates. And the one yeah. who had to resign because a group of his players, including his own son, wrote a letter that said, and, and were in like uh, academic hearings and stuff that said, hands down the worst guy I ever met in my life. The letter said, um, uh, letter said something to the effect of, he's basically sucked all love uh, for, for the sport out of us. And that letter was co-signed by his son. And this is the Todd Graham that, what, got kicked off, uh, well, not kicked, but, like, was hated at Arizona State, I think, Pitt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Isn't he in Alabama now? Todd Graham? Yeah. Is he not in the rib? I get him and Grantham confused. No, Grantham, no, not Grantham. Grantham was the Florida D.C., that's right. That's right. No, that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, Rice, two thousand six. Tulsa, oh seven to ten. Pittsburgh, eleven. Arizona State, twelve to seventeen. So he lasted five years there, and then two years yeah. at Hawaii. Um, and oddly enough, his coaching record, like not the worst. It's about it's a hundred and six and seventy two. It's pretty bad, but like. But at those schools, that should keep you around. You got to be a real piece of work to get booted out of the. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't hire June Jones again. Oh, this is this is very. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of June Jones, Tim Timmy Chang got his coaching start at SMU. They're joined at the so hill. Probably, him and June yeah. Jones. Um, yeah. So when Todd Graham, I'm just reading Todd Graham's Wikipedia. The pair that lays together. <laughs> um, 
So Graham was introduced as Tulsa's 27th head coach uh, January 12th, 2007. For his offensive coordinator, Graham turned to his friend, Gus Malzahn. Yes. <laughs> yes. He unleashed a real horror. Gus Malzahn is in the Todd Grantham coaching tree. Or Todd yes, Graham. Todd he, Graham. Todd Graham. Again, you did it. It'll happen to you every time. Possible. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited about I, I'm excited about seeing those two jerseys on the field together. And I'm I think that game is in Hawaii, right? I think that is in surely. Hawaii. And that probably gives us a midnight start time too. Yeah. Um I am doubling down my commitment to actually watch football this year. Ten thirty P I'll hey, I'll take in it. The East is when that baby kicks. Is that on out. a Saturday? It sure is. August the twenty seventh. We're getting right to it. Irrationally excited about Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. Hell yeah. Um, So, uh, I think, so today, we've we've covered like, you know, the first first month or the first week, I think, week one uh, previously. Uh, You know, we've gone through Alabama's season. Um, We haven't gone through Auburn's season on the show, but we posted that column um, that was primarily penned by me. I put him at nine and three. Um, usually it's like a, a crazy person. it's a shared labor of love but I want to take credit for the nine and three so yeah because I would never Hankins is that how are you feeling how are you feeling about Auburn's season do you think it will be either if if which magic prevails they'll go 10 and two yeah um if they have the season based on their coaching talent and their talent it should be a six or seven win season. If I have my wish, <laughs> the stadium will collapse. Everyone will escape with their lives sure. unharmed. Of course, of course, of course. But the stadium will be collapsed and it will collapse and the site will be condemned in perpetuity. What? <laughs> They're not even going to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What? Uh, I mean, six or seven. Wi- uh, I hesitate to say that would be a win, like a, a win for. Carson. Uh no. Anything seven I would be a win. A, if seven is a win, if they consider seven wins a successful season, then they are done. I I will I will take away the credit that I always give them that they are better than that. <laughs> if they accept seven wins, then that's how I'll treat them from now on. Like that's who you are. I will not give them the courtesy of you're better than that Auburn. I mean, da, 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 I, I hate you, but you're better than no. <laughs> let me you say seven wins is okay. Out. Let me revise and extend my previous remarks. I think seven wins would get Harson a third year. I think Harson's going to get a third year, regardless. Out anything other than an absolute disaster, unless he really did bang that. Right, right. Unless he does it on the field. Like, I don't know. Like, unless – I think something terrible is going to have to happen to get him out. I think he's got – you know, I don't know the contract situation, but I think that he's going to have at least one more year. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I know this is an audio medium, but uh, what uh, – I really like this shirt, Goofballs. What, uh, what's that from? No, it's a piece – it's my wrestling shirt. It's got a fun baseball man on it as well. That is a fun baseball man. Um. So I think for today, we are going to try to keep it to five, at least for the column on 256today.com. But we uh, um, let's go through some games and talk about, is this a game that is going to be a pivotal 
uh, pivotal game for either team, not just in this season, like, you know, who wins the SEC, who wins their division, who wins the playoffs, or who goes to the playoffs. But there are more teams in the SEC that we like to admit that really, this is do or die. This is a do or die season for their trajectory going forward for the mm, next three mm. years. Yes, I'm very interested by this prospect. Um, Vandy and Hawaii, absolutely. Probably the biggest game of the year. If you <laughs> So, uh, I think, you know, Bama A&M, like we've talked about that ad nauseum, um, quickly. I think that game's only important outside of the of standings. Yeah. I think that game is only important if Texas A&M gets their doors blown off. Yeah. Um, now, it might determine the West and things like that. It, it, it might have standing implications, but for like larger implications, I think... I think an A and M win. Um, I still think that people will say, beating Alabama two times in a row is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people will still point to the oddity of Ole Miss that those two times they did it, and, and it will depend on what happens with Alabama later in the year. But people are still going to say they lost to Alabama or they beat Alabama last year. Alabama played for the championship. Um, but if Alabama goes in there and smokes them. Then that's cool. Then you don't really have the chip to play anymore as Jimbo, unless you go do great things the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, if he, like we suspect, if he enters that game at three and two, and then, like you said, get gets the doors uh, beat off him, then it's. I mean, that might be <laughs> that could really kind of like open the floodgates. But then again, you know, we're going to start checking the prices of oil to see how much buyout we can do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but either way, I think he'll be okay. So I would actually not even include that in, in yeah, the top five. I, yeah, I think that standing standings only is where that game has impact. Um, now, I do think an Alabama game that will decide is very important. We, we actually both predicted that Bama would lose this game um, is Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for a lot of the same reasons that – that game was hyped up last year, got derailed mm-hmm. by poor performance by Ole Miss and the popcorn incident. Um, <laughs> but Alabama losing that game doesn't mean a whole lot in in and of itself. Yeah. Just by itself, it can happen. Ole Miss losing that game again yeah. is uh, – that is going to paint Lane in a certain light. I, yeah, I don't think... He's there to beat Alabama. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't think that it would spell doom or put him on the hot seat, but it definitely... If if Ole Miss somehow goes 10-2 and two with a win over Alabama or 11-1 and one with a win over Alabama or, God forbid, 12-0, and 0, for lack of a better term, God forbid, um, it's... That's, that's Katie bar the door <laughs> for Ole Miss yeah. fandom and what happens afterwards. And it changes like that game. That, that game there, in particular, is going to change how you look at Lane Kiffin one way or the other. Yeah. If you look at him as a joke goofball and he wins it, yeah. If you look at him as guy who's got the program going, he's doing interesting things. He's going to make this program into something more than it is one day. And he loses it, then it's going to be. Hmm. <laughs> this is an audio medium. Um. Yeah, I think that I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting because um, you know November twelfth. Uh, it's in in that latter part of the season and prime like Alabama just 
needs a rest. I was going to say, if we look at the schedule and where it falls, I think it is a big-time game this year, Um, especially with Alabama or Ole Miss, for that matter, because they've played in some of those two, but not having the opener out of conference, you know, neutral site, cool name opponent game. um, I think that changes how we look at various wins and losses. They don't have any – Ole Miss won't have anything else to point at, and neither will Alabama. Um, to say, oh, we beat this team, yeah. blah, but no, the conference games are more important this year because of the lack of those uh, neutral site games. And I think I think there's a lot rides on this game for Ole Miss. Um, you know, Alabama, it only rides on it for implications down the road. But for Ole Miss, that's a very imperative game that they need to they need to they they would love to win it, obviously, but they absolutely have to make it very close. Like they have to show signs of improvement for sure. And it would be a real bummer if Lane Kiffin like came out with and like there was there were popcorn jokes like. I would definitely hope that no one makes like look. Come on, guys, let's be let's be better this year. <laughs> and by better, I mean more clever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, get your popcorn. Um, so I was trying to find a Florida game that would be like the pivotal do or die moment for them. But listen to this schedule. Open up hosting Utah, then they host Kentucky, then they host South Florida, whatever. Then they travel to Tennessee, they host Eastern Washington, they host Missouri, they host LSU, they visit Florida, they visit AM, they host South Carolina, they travel to Nashville for Vandy, and then I forget if Florida, Florida State's neutral or not, but they play them. It is, a, it's a, it's campus, it's on campus. I don't know where it's at, but like it's on, it's at, on campus. So like, Tell me a game that's not Missouri Vanderbilt, uh, Missouri Vanderbilt. What was the other shitty game? Eastern Washington and South Florida. Like every other, every game except for those four is going, you need to win this game. And I mean, Billy Napier is great. I don't know. First year, I may go the, I may go the opposite of you and say that the only game they have to, have to, have to, have to, have to win that are not any of those you just mentioned is Utah. Really? I mean, Utah's not bad. Yeah. Are, they, are they the Pac-12 champion? I don't know, but somebody Who is. cares? Somebody won that dog shit conference. But, like, <laughs> Utah is a... <laughs> but Utah is a is a good program these, de- these days. And Florida already knows they are not on par with the cream of the crop in the SEC. They already know that. That's something they're working on. But Florida needs to to assert that they are on par with the cream of the crop of the pact. <laughs> like that's, and also it's Billy Napier's first year. He needs to put some equity in the old bank yeah. and he's going to have a whole year, well, not a whole year, but he's going to have a whole off season to prepare specifically to win against, and it's Utah, like big Utah, not Utah state, not yeah. Utah direct. It's Utah. I think that's the most important game on the schedule. Anything else you can write off as, ah, you know, he's just getting started. That one I can't write off. What do you think? So let's say beats Florida, beats Kentucky, uh, Tennessee. That might be tough, that Tennessee game. I'm looking at that Tennessee game and that LSU game. And Tennessee is September 24th. LSU is October 15th. I can't with the Tennessee, y'all. I might be wrong. Mm -hmm. The fact that I'm saying this with – Face in my voice and my chest stuck out <laughs> indicates I probably am wrong. I can really see those. But miss me, 
Miss me with the Tennessee nonsense, <laughs> guys. Just miss me with I'll eat those words if I have to, but miss me with Tennessee. What happened with Tennessee that makes people think? They got a quarterback? Is that what happened? For, they scored some points. They were still awful last year. Who is the like, just, Tennessee no. starting quarterback? I think he's a hot shot. I think like they've the, got a hot shot quarterback this year. The SEC is is certainly packed. Um and that's why, like, Florida, I think, you know, I. that's the thing. I think Florida is going to uh, be, to go back to Florida for a second, I think Florida is going to be, is going to exceed expectations in that first half of the year. Um, I think Anthony Richardson is actually going to overperform. Um, but, and, and so that being said, I think, you know, if they go, if they show up to host LSU at 6-0, and and, and beat Brian Kelly, then, man, that – can you imagine a 7-0 Florida going into Georgia on October 29th? Yeah, absolutely. The hype. That's right. The hype. The Tennessee thing is because um, super senior Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I – Excuse me. Hen, yeah, Hendon Hooker. That's his name. Like, he's a guy that got caught up in his name. And, yeah, he threw the ball around some. I, just come What on. happened to the guy who looked like a burn victim? He is a uh, he was a Pittsburgh Steelers. Get the hell out of here! Yeah, yeah. Josh something. Um, <clears throat> Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. Good lord. Um, so I am also you know we kind of threw out that Bama A and M game and you know we've we've talked about how A and M can be is is in a pivotal year at least for the trajectory of their program. I don't think Jimbo is going to get fired because why fire him? No. You can't, you can't do it. But like, this is where they, that 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 A M and Alabama game is strictly built off the back of A M won it last year. The spat with Saban in the off season, and A M is supposed to be trending upward and be a national championship competitor. That game this year is not going to determine that unless they go on to win the national championship. And that's there's that's too much. There's too many ifs there to make that game super important. So so far we hadn't really hit on. Too many makes or breaks. Let me let me let me give you the make or break on Texas A&M's schedule, and it is two weeks before Alabama. <clears throat> what I believe we called what will be Texas A&M's second loss of the season in Week Four, because they play Sam Houston State, Appalachian State, then they host Miami, and on September twenty fourth, they will lose at home to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Yes, Arkansas versus A and M. That is a a game with implications, mm-hmm. uh, big ones for both teams. Yeah, Arkansas wins it. Hey, last year wasn't a fluke. Yeah, we're we're building, we're building, we're getting it done. A and M loses it. And I mean, you know, again, not trying to count chickens before we're hatched on the Alabama game, but if Alabama, if if they could be three and three if they're three and three yeah. midway through the season, and still have Florida. Well, it's really just Florida, Mississippi. It's really just Mississippi. Ole Miss is the only hard team they play in the second half of the season. Yeah, um, but does the SEC West three suck? And three, the Mississippi's really dragged us down. Um, what I think a lot of the SEC West and LSU. So yeah, yeah, that's probably something to address. Is we still we like to say, oh man, 
the SEC West is the toughest thing. It's not anymore. No. Like, that's just not a fact anymore. The Mississippis fell down, and LSU fell down. And Auburn fell. And Auburn fell down. Arkansas is trying to crawl up, and Alabama got blew out in the national championship game last year. Well, blowout's probably rough, that late pick six. But Alabama got handled in the national championship game last year and also lost to A&M. So, no, the SEC West, while it is the most dominant half of the the conference, I get. Yeah, because, yeah, it is. But it is not nearly what it was, or it's not nearly the thing that we are pointing to when we say how tough it is over there. <clears throat> What's going to be a more pivotal game for LSU, Auburn or a Which one's first? Uh, Auburn because they host uh, they visit a and I don't LSU's not playing a pivotal game this year. <laughs> I mean no for them game. for them for Brian Kelly. Oh, just for the, the none of it. None of LSU's schedule matters this year. Not one bit of yeah, it. Yeah, Brian Kelly's not going to get fired. Kelly's first year. Is it, no, nothing they do matters in a negative way. I'll put it that way. There's nothing to – LSU has absolutely zero to lose this whole year. Everything bad that goes on can be written off on the shoulders of our coach was pitching woo at gas stations and bringing <laughs> his tender dates to practices for the last two years. Nothing matters at LSU this year. With, with ramifications going forward. Oh, I just hope their fans are sad. That's the only thing I really care about. Well, they will be. They'll, the Elphuses will be sad. I hate to go back to that, but I just, I can't stand them. I can't stand them. Stop dressing up. <laughs> it's so hot. Don't wear, It is very don't, hot and muggy to boot. Don't wear velvet pants and a fucking pompadour wig, you assholes. But whenever the sun is set on Death Valley, you know you got to have a costume on. Ha-cha-cha-cha. Um, <clears throat> any other any other games? Uh, SC, uh, you know, whether it's Alabama, Auburn. What what does Auburn? You know, we talked about what uh, needs to the number threshold of of wins that Auburn needs for it to be a successful season. But I mean, what what are the games that are going to be pivotal for them to get to that seven or eight non disaster? Uh, so in the West. Because of what Arkansas was last year, mm-hmm. any of those teams that are not Alabama or A&M, well, even if you're, if you're not Alabama, Arkansas is the big one. Okay. Like, for Auburn especially, you've got – for Auburn especially, if we just look at on paper, right, they've got theoretically two losses on the schedule already in Alabama and Georgia, who they have to play every year. So you're already down two. Mm-hmm. Um Who's their crossover this year? They've got whomever they, they've got. So they have um, – I'll just run through it real quick. Mercer, yeah. uh, San Jose, Penn State, Missouri, Missouri and Georgia. Uh, LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State, A&M, Western Kentucky. So the Mizzou game is very important because you cannot lose that. They, which they they're not going to lose to Missouri. They're not going to lose Mizzou. So the, the, big, the traps for Auburn this year will be – LSU, who could be down. Yeah. Arkansas, who could be up. If they lose to Arkansas on Saturday, October 29th in week. Oh, my God. Eight. Where's that game? Is that game at Jordan Hare? Because, man, it ooh, would it not be wonderful to see sad Auburn fans 
in Halloween costumes <laughs> on October 29th, that, losing to the Hogs. Week week nine, or week ten, I guess it is, because they're off the, the week before. That off, off week in between Ole Miss and Arkansas is definitely going to help, but a loss... A loss to Arkansas, assuming they also lose to Ole Miss and Georgia the two games prior, that could just be a killer. That could be a team yep. loser. Tank Bigsby, yep. like, sits for the draft immediately. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So. Yeah. I, I don't – this this season – We're and I know we're here trying to pick games that will – have bigger implications and there are some there's not to say they're not but like I think the fact that we are struggling to just rattle them off yeah real quick indicates that this year is a little on the edge of being very unpredictable um we don't know what LSU is we no. don't know what Ole Miss is there's a lot of we new don't know what Auburn is no we might not know what Georgia is that's the thing, man. Like, I mean, Georgia, I'm sure, can, you know, reload and uh, as, as much as the next guy, but like 15 players. In the Offensively, we don't know what Alabama is. Yes. Oh, shit. By the way, um, this is the first year since I believe 2012 that Alabama is returning its quarterback and offensive coordinator. <laughs> One of them I'm really happy about. The other, not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, 2022, first time since uh, 2013, basically, that this has happened for Alabama. <clears throat> 2012 and 13 was A.J. McCarron and Nussmeyer. 2014, Sims and Kiffin. 15, Coker and Kiffin. 16, Hertz and Kiffin. Sark for that one game. 17, Hertz and Dable. 18, Tua and Loxley. Remember Mike Loxley was our offensive coordinator? No. No, I can't. I don't bother remembering their name. 19, Tua Sark. Seven, uh, 20, Max Sark. 21, Bryce O'Brien. And 22, Bryce O'Brien. Like that, while that is funny and silly, it should be a big deal because, my God, the young man needs some continuity. <laughs> but, I mean, how unheard of is it that you um, you return a Heisman with the same offensive coordinator who's who's also calling the plays. Yeah, and no receivers. <laughs> <laughs> we got receivers. They're just new and he's got it. Nobody's back. He's got to hit literally nobody's back. What happened um, to Cameron Latu? I didn't read the story. He's just injured. He, he just got banged up in. He's a, he's an Alabama linebacker in spring practice or summer <laughs> practice. So therefore, he is either hurt for 3 weeks or 7 right. months. Man, a linebacker that's not too bad at tight end either. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I get him in Tua Toho Toho. Well, he was now. injured in spring practice, so <laughs> so I just thought he was a linebacker. <laughs> but yeah, um, it this year's I, I think this year is going to be super silly, and also we really haven't addressed. I tell you what, on the other side of the bracket in the East, South Carolina might be the Arkansas of that side. Sure, absolutely. I don't know what Spencer Rattler is, but if he's good, they're going to be a problem for people. And and since I've made a boisterous statement about Tennessee, you can look out for them to be to only lose two games just because I said it. And I mean, old Manet's head. I mean, we don't know how good he is with. Uh, that's not a slur, by the way. Uh, Shane Beamer was Gamecocks won the Duke's Mayo. Thank you, Bowl. ladies and gentlemen. This has been the final TTF, and he got a Manet's bath. 
you are, yeah, yep, yep. And he's very yep. white. Too white, like mayonnaise. Yeah. Oh, mayonnaise head. But yeah, we don't know what, like, we, we do not know what South Carolina is at all. No. They got a guy who was a Heis, preseason Heisman candidate last year. Um, and if he can do anything, then just maybe. I don't think he can. I think he was very bad at football. <laughs> that doesn't mean that a few cups of mayonnaise in the old lunch every day doesn't get him right. Uh, um, well, I think we're in good shape here. Um, I think we're, you know, when is week zero? We covered this. Is this just August 30th? Uh, week zero is, is it next week? Is that right? We're too lucky for that to happen. <laughs> we will have some football soon and very soon. Yeah. When does uh, Vanderbilt play? That is the 27th is Van. Oh, okay. They also play so like weeks. Austin P the first on week zero, yeah. <clears throat> or no, they're playing Western Kentucky. Sorry, the Austin P is. So yeah, I think twenty seven is when we get going. So we just got to get through one more podcast sleep. Oh my god, guys! Thanks for sticking with us. We will we will no longer have to lament the offseason. You're Darren Kennard, the thick of things. You're Gabby babies. Uh, we get to we get to see Weird Al next week. Mm-hmm. So we're all right. We're going to make it, guys. We're going to make it. We're going to do it. Um, And then next week we get to predict. We get to do the full season prediction. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Who's going to win? We get Oh, my. That's what we'll do. We'll bring back the old spreadsheet. Who's got the cutest smiles? We'll, we'll we will talk to former uh, former member Freezer. We'll get him to put in some of those fun things he used to do. Yeah, he needs to. Uh, oh yeah, the intangibles, baby. We'll bring maybe back we'll bring the him in. If y'all, maybe, maybe. Gosh, he needs a microphone and audacity of hope, though. <laughs> All you need to start a podcast is a microphone and a copy of former President Barack Obama's second novel, Audacity of Hope. And if you pick up Dreams of My Father, it will not work. That's his first book. It won't. Um, We are sitting on the cusp of a great season of football. Thank you for sticking with us so far. You can read our columns at 25680.com. You know, you can catch us on umpsports.com at 4.30 most Fridays. um, And just count the seconds until our phone cuts off. Um, And, of course, please tell people that you know this great podcast. We always would love more listeners and more feedback. So follow us on Twitter at T-T-F-F-O-O-T-Ball, T-T-F-Football, or on Instagram at Throw the Flag, never getting rid of that handle. Stop asking us. And that's it, folks. We did it.